mean, personally, one of the things that inspires me most about Oprah is that I believe that she's reasonable enough to consider the possibility that maybe being a billionaire TV star doesn't necessarily qualify you to have the launch codes. Hey, now. Mm, if you get voted for, it does, though. See, that's how it works, Steve. But he's um, a comedian. He makes his little jokes. <laughs> that's what he does. Um, by the way, one more. Here's a, here's a new one. This is, happens in states all, all around the, the, the country, I realize. But California had 900 new laws to start the year, yeah. which is insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, in an incredibly overregulated... You, you need permission to do everything state. They added 900 laws. Right. Just astounding. The land of the free and the home of the brave. Right. Land of the free, my ass. Here's one, though. A lot of places in California, you have to ask the government whether you can replace your dishwasher. I remember you brought that to us. You had to get a permit. Mm-hmm. Never use the word permit as a noun unless you use it as a verb. They permit me to replace my dishwasher. Californians will now pay a new $75 fee to refinance a mortgage or make any other real estate transactions, uh, which you won't notice because it's a giant amount of money, and they'll right. just throw that in there. And, and taxes has become, the word taxes, become repulsive even to a lot of, of blue voters because mm-hmm. the taxes has gotten so out of control that it's now all about fees. It's a fee, Jack. And fines and stuff like that. Right. And and they roll it into it's a things charge. like this. A $75 fee in your refinance, that your refi that, Unless you heard me mention it, you'll never notice because there's pages of that crap. Sure. <laughs> All the time. The money will be spent on providing more low income housing in the oh, state. Good, good. Oh, of course it will. Oh, sure it will. It will be added to the other 20 taxes or fees that are supposed to be doing that and the 12 government departments that are supposed to be doing that. No, the money will just go into the general fund and it'll get spent on bullet trains or whatever the hell. Eventually, yeah. Or, you well, know, if you want more uh, low income housing or, or affordable housing, uh, perhaps rescind some of the laws and make it incredibly easy to hold up any project unless the unions get their piece. Threaten various phony environmental lawsuits, which was done in, intentionally by the state because the unions own the state. And you rescind those. And these things never go away. Nope. Nothing more permanent than a temporary government program signed Milton Friedman. So every year you including just, taxes. You just add little more this and that everywhere and just keeps growing and growing and growing over the years. Never goes backwards. So frustrating. So um the the big news in new laws in California, there are a couple of big news big things depending on, you know, what your hot button issue is, but Senate Bill 54 makes California quote unquote a sanctuary state. It limits the ability of state and local police to cooperate with federal immigration enforcement. Officers cannot inquire about someone's immigration status or detain them on a hold request from the federal government unless they've been convicted of one of more than 800 crimes. On the other hand, some of the crimes not on that list are are shocking. I don't have it in front of me, but you can be a really, really bad person and not be included on this. And since it's the responsibility of the federal government to deal with immigration, you would think, Jerry, they would know whether a person ought to be held or not, since that's their job. But Jerry and the legislature, the one-party legislature in California, which you get to do as a state if everybody wants to vote or a lot of people want to vote for that, that's what they've decided. Now, the head of ICE has pointed out, I think it's terrible, quote, you got the state of California that wants to put politics ahead of public safety, ahead of officer safety. 
What they've done is force my officers to arrest dangerous criminals in their on their turf, in their homes, their places of businesses, rather than arresting them in the safety and security of a county jail. It's ridiculous and to annoyingly and intentionally put law enforcement at risk. The only thing that settles me down about this whole sanctuary city, sanctuary state issue is that it just, you know, it's going to get decided by the Supreme Court whether this is okay or not. And or I, here's and, here's my private I, ridiculous fantasy, Congress. Yeah, and but and I assume that they're going to say no, you can't do that, and that'll that'll be the end of it. Right. I suspect so. Yeah. And actually, you know, as a uh, liberty loving guy, I would love to hear the Supreme Court uh, grow some balls, please, on the topic of federalism, states' rights. You know, the your your ninth, tenth amendment, whatever. Um, I'd like to see them, you know, lay down the law on that stuff. Can can look if federal law says there's no pot, how how do all these states have legal pot? I mean, we got to figure this stuff out. Otherwise, it's just making a mockery of the law, and people will, you know, obey the laws they choose to obey, which is pretty much the way we do it now, don't we all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, there are there are enough laws out there that are ridiculous that you just pick and choose which ones you think are real. Right, and I, yeah, right. I've I've run into that with my kids, where I, and the oldest one's getting old enough now to understand it, um, but it's it didn't used to be that way. My dad could make the argument that you know you obey the law, right? But they're they're just a bunch of dumb laws, right? And there are also high-ranking legal uh, experts who say the concept of ignorance of the law is no excuse. Um, saying that is a completely dead concept. It is a physical, intellectual impossibility for any American to be fully familiar with the laws they're supposed to follow. It's an impossibility. And so where does that leave us as a people? Most of us probably commit a felony a day. We just don't know it. Moving along. Usually on what topic, do you suppose? Me? Yeah. Bestiality. <laughs> Um, copyright, the copyright infringement, <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, blah, 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 blah. So I thought that was your New Year's resolution to stop that. Yeah. Now well, it only lasted what four days, <laughs> but what a day! Nay, nay means nay. It beat me to it. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, let's see. The legislative quote-unquote resistance to Trump on immigration continued with Assembly Bill 291, which prohibits mm-hmm, prohibits landlords from reporting their undocumented renters. Senate Bill 257, which allows students whose parents are deported to continue attending California schools. And Assembly Bill 450, which bans employers from cooperating with or allowing immigration enforcement raids at their work sites without a court order. So you've got to get a court order to communicate to to cooperate with law enforcement. You've got to be ordered by the government to cooperate with the government. Otherwise, you're breaking the law by cooperating with the government. That is effing Looney Tunes, California. But nobody cares. Has anybody seen a new California driver's license with the male, female, or... Is is that this year? I know they've adopted... Start January 1st. This year? I believe so. I don't know. Somebody look that up. I think I think it's our January first. If you get a new driver's license, I know the the new real ID, the the, the federally approved okay, what is that? super. Remember nine eleven that yeah. 
We're all going to have it next week. Well, I, apparently we've gotten around to now, it. Now, are we supposed to have one of those? I don't know. Quit asking me Do questions. I, <laughs> I, I saw a news feature. I half paid attention. I, I right. walked uh, the, the, yeah. the, the, the kitchen and got myself a, uh, a nice orange I tea. actually took a note on that because I saw a news story about the real ID, and I thought, mm-hmm. is that something I need to get for me and my family? Or, or I don't know. <laughs> you'd think you would think we would know. Yeah. But when there are nine hundred new laws on top of the ninety thousand current ones or however many laws there are, how the hell are you gonna know? Anyway, where was I? Ah yes. Uh another great uh, progressive victory. Anybody who's taken any economics, I happen to have a minor in it, ask me anything you want to know, I've forgotten it. But anybody who's taken any econ. How do wages rise? When the government makes them. When the government decrees that they must. Exactly. Well, uh, minimum wage increased by 50 uh, cents to $11 per hour for workers at companies with at least 26 employees. And to ten fifty for those at smaller firms. Part of an agreement reached uh, a couple of years ago that t- t- finally kicked in. You got to have diaper changing stations in public venues. Because that's a thing, I guess. God, I, I I don't know about other parents. You look at, hey, Hanson, when your kids were small enough to change diapers all the time, did you uh, look at those and think, yeah, I want to put my kid on that? <laughs> uh, no. I mean, that's what I think. Right. I see that thing and I think, I'm not laying my baby down on that. I blink, the kid's going to fly off there and crack their head. Yeah. Well, that and the cleanliness issue. I don't know what all's going on on that thing in a public restroom. Right. Lay my baby down on that. Erg. You, you, you have a bottle of Lysol and, like, fresh sponges there? All right. Give me a minute, kid. I'll be right with you. you got to clean that thing. Of course, uh, my youngest once did get down on his hands and knees and lick the drain at the target. It's a sickener. That is rough. That was, a, that was unfortunate. Yes, got, Sean. Now the immune system, you can send him into an Ebola zone without one of those hazmat suits. <laughs> He'll be fine. What do we figure out about the driver's license? Do we know? Uh, a new one came out, a new look, but uh, I haven't found out if it's actually in effect. He yet. doesn't know I a don't damn know. thing, Jack. More on that and more. And more on the more. Well, we got this text. To that, we must be committed. We have to look into this. Jack asked why Oprah would lose. Tell him to go to Juanita Broderick's Twitter account. Oh. I will. Stay tuned. And more on more. <laughs> on the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Influence did fake news have in the 2016 election? The studies are in. Wow. Results and moments. Super. You know, part of me thinks, let's get back to the ridiculous new laws thing tomorrow. Okay. Because I've got a lot of them. Okay. And there are other things we ought to get to. And, you know, why not string it out a bit? If you don't care, I don't care. You care, I don't care. This is from the New York Times, which I mentioned just because I think it runs contrary to what they would like the results to be. So it makes it seem more honest to me that they, they came up with this. 
Um, sizing up the impact of fake news. So-called fake news had wide reach, but little impact in the 2016 election, according to the New York Times. Even the most eager fake news readers, mostly Trump supporters, consumed far more of the real kind of news. Mm. The New York Times thinks that fake news had a little impact in the election. Which I think is interesting, because I don't think that's a result they wanted. No. No. Um, another tidbit for you. They're building a wall in, or a fence anyway, in Australia, twice the length of the U.S.-Mexico border. Wow. It'll be the longest fence in the world. Are they aware they're an island? <laughs> Meant to prevent wild dogs from attacking livestock. Oh, my God! So they're dividing live, like the, well, the wild part of Australia yeah. from the... Which is like 95% Which of it. is a lot of it. Wow. From the, we farm this... People and animals live here, part of it. So the longest fence in the world. There's going to be like a wild dog quadrant of Australia. Yeah. Don't take a wrong turn. I'm already writing my movie set in there. Ended up in the wild dog quadrant. Yes. Damn it. Liam Neeson's going to be in it. I love Liam Neeson's. Chris Christie said he'd be president if Trump hadn't run. (laughs) In his outgoing interview as New Jersey governor. Bad chance. Have a sandwich. Bad chance. Michael. Seriously. Michael. Michael. You're better than that. No, no he's not. Not really. I believe that he believes that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, oh, and I wanted to tell about the flying experience. So, went to Kansas for Christmas, where it was minus four. No. For those of you who live in areas where it doesn't get cold, you might minus be... four degrees from like here. So like, <laughs> no, oh no, or less lot... than zero. Yeah, Ooh. and a lot of you who don't understand, you know, you're never in cold. You might be thinking of below freezing, which is thirty-two. So you think it's twenty-eight? No, zero is thirty-two degrees below freezing. Then it was four more degrees below that. Clearly, for just the regular temperature without the wind chill, and it is windy in Kansas. So it was. Quite chilly. My brother got a flat tire in his truck, too, and laid out in the uh, driveway for, like, oh. two hours trying to get that thing off his truck. I would have died. Oh, my God. The lug nuts. How would you even? Oh, and no. Anyway. I just walk. Call Uber. But anyway, so we were going to Kansas for what my kids call Cousin Christmas. We're getting together with the it. extended family and grandma and grandpa and cousins and hanging out and exchanging gifts and having fun, etc., etc. But uh, my youngest has got a, uh, a number of problems that I haven't talked much about, and I don't know if I'm going to. I may. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Is it a good idea to talk about your kids? Probably not, but it's interesting. I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, Like, he didn't go to school today. We've already been told if he misses any more school, that might be the end of it. So, mm. I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that. But anyway, so uh, traveling by regular means to a regular airport was not going to work. We're pretty certain of because too much noise too much hassle too much everything and then he flips out and and he can't function um god he's got this thing the other night in the bathtub he had just the water so hot you couldn't stand it but he has to have the lever right where it's a certain point where it lines up with the h or the o of the t on the on the line in the shower oh boy and the water's either way too cold or way too hot but the lever has got to be there he just he he drives him crazy he's got a number of things like that wow that, uh, you know, just sucks if you have them. But so we thought flying commercial wouldn't work, and I really wanted them to go, because, you know, yeah, how many more of these getting together with family do you ever have? You don't know. People get older. They move away. Grandparents are old. Did you... Yeah, you skip those things at, at high risk. Sure. I hear you. And they really, really enjoy it. 
Right. So what is the and other I think option? it matters. I think it's important. I think it's something we oh. kind of lost as a country where we all move too. around and, and just... No, I, I think it's got great yeah. importance, which yeah. I, you know, I put my money where my mouth was because this was an expensive alternative, was to get, uh, to book a private flight to to Wichita, Kansas, which I started looking into and I've, I've kind of looked into before in my life. It always seemed to me there ought to be something between first class and unaffordable that's that's better than going to the airport because going to the airport freaking sucks and to get to wichita or or practically anybody you got to change over in denver in the winter time and i'm telling you like half the time oh yeah we end up staying at a hotel or 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 sitting there for eight hours or something like that and it just Mm. sucks but anyway it's just it's ungodly expensive to fly fly private which is why you went with a blimp and my And a buddy of mine who I got to see while I was in Kansas, he's a, he's a private pilot, and which turned out to be helpful because he could kind of hip to me to a, a lot of it. But he said there's way more demand than there is supply in the world of private more flying. More demand oh, than yeah. supply. There's way more rich people that want to fly privately than there are jets out there to fly them. Wow. Um, which is just incredible. Hello, business idea. Well, you got to buy a jet, and they're crazy expensive. Forget it. And then you, you and a bunch <laughs> Goodbye, of people buy business idea. It's like buying a timeshare. You and a bunch of people buy a jet, and then you rent it out, and then you know it's a money making thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we booked this private uh, a flying thing, and I'll tell you, it is cool. If you're a gazillionaire and could afford to do it all the time, which I'm not, and I can't, right. it is so much better than regular flying. I can imagine. You just you just show up to a, a a building and you walk in, and it's like the nicest hotel lobby you've ever been into your life. And so we're sitting in there, and there's a fountain, and there's a tree, and they've got drinks, and there's people walking around. Can I get you anything to drink? And you just sit there, and your plane's sitting out there, and you can take your time going to the bathroom or getting your drinks. And whenever you're ready, you can go get on your plane, which is sitting right there outside the glass window. And you walk out, and you get on your plane, and there's drinks in there and some food, and whatever you ask for will be ready for you. And they get you there in like a tenth the time that it takes you to, to travel any other mm. way. And if you have to refuel, which we did because of this smaller jet we got, you you land in somewhere, middle of nowhere, real fast, walk off your plane into another luxurious little uh, lobby, have some drinks, use the bathroom, get back on your plane, go the rest of the way. You get off, no no security, no hustle bustle, no nothing. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's Nobody's so smearing nice. their feces in the john as we discussed, discussed yesterday. And what I was thinking while I was doing it, one, Unless this, you is, wanna. this is really cool, but I can't afford to ever do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two, this is how all the policymakers in America fly all the time. Mm. And they have no idea the way the rest of the rest of us do it. Except when Maxine Waters is kicking somebody out of first class so she can have the seat. If that's the way you fly all the time, you have no concept of what flying is like. Zero. Or security or any of that stuff. That's what flying's like. What's coming up in your news, Marsha Phillips? Heavy rain prompting new worries about toxic waste mudslides in California. And CBS CBS News has named Charlie Rose's replacement. Is it Oprah? Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Guinea. Once again, Oprah. See? Can't get away from her now. She's the new Trump. Trump's going to get jealous of all this Oprah talk. Oh, no. No doubt about it. He's going to have to do something today. Oh, no. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. This is Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. So is is this real ID? Is this this is a national thing? 
Yeah, it was federal law passed in the wake of 9-11. I remember everybody there. It's un- 9-11 was, forgeable. That was 17 years that's ago. That's not right. No, that's incorrect. So um, now we're getting the ID that would have stopped Muhammad Atta from getting on the plane? Exactly. And you can't get on a plane without this or a passport. Right. So no driver's license anymore for getting on a plane. So I have to carry this with me all the time? we got to nail this down. <laughs> Wait a minute. There are people driving to the airport right now Oops. listening to our show saying, What? doesn't start till January 20th or something like that. But that's another thing I don't know. Right. This is the least informative radio show I've ever <laughs> you, listened you to. You can fill a buck with what you don't know. No, you got go to you gotta go to the DMV to get an upgraded driver's license is what it basically boils down to. In the next yeah. 11 days? Everybody in America does no, fly? Starts, what are you trying to say, Marshall? Sales start January 22nd. <clears throat> we'll have a couple of years, I believe, before oh, well, it all be kicks I'll in. I'll be dead by then. So if Muhammad Atta were still alive, he's still got two more years to attack the United yeah. States. Okay. All because of 9-11, which will by then have been 20 years ago. Okay. There Let's... are there will be adults who are born after it. Yeah. All right. News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, I get emergency crews now scrambling in parts of Southern California where heavy rain has triggered now deadly mudslides. Two people dead found in Santa Barbara County in the upscale coastal community of Montecito. People are being evacuated from areas in Santa Barbara, Ventura, and L.A. counties. Numerous reports of destroyed homes, power outages, road closures due to massive slides. And now the worry is about toxic waste mudslides. The what? Parts of Ventura and Santa Barbara counties are getting pounded with the rain that was scorched by the Thomas Fire last month. And experts say the burned debris could create a muddy soup of chemicals plastics and ash that could be hazardous to people and wildlife if you do what eat it (laughs) how about if i promise you i won't no if it becomes a debris flow and just spreads all through the neighborhood it's bad for you you don't want to breathe it touch it whatever no uh, controversial Arizona lawman Joe Arpaio is running for the U.S. Senate in a tweet linked to his official. He'd be camp- like the third youngest senator, wouldn't he? <laughs> in a tweet linked to his official campaign website, Republican Arpaio said his one unwavering mission is to support President Trump's agenda and policies. Trump, of course, pardoned the former uh, Maricopa County Sheriff last summer. He's 85 years old. He'd been convicted of contempt of court in a case involving racial profiling. He lost his bid for a seventh term as sheriff in November. Well, God pardon him until the election. He's pretty old. So uh, let me lay something to rest here really quickly. Uh, I'm looking at the Sacramento Bee newspaper here. The headline, Is Dianne Feinstein Too Old to Run for Re-Election? Yes. Yes, she is is the clear answer. At age 84, she's the oldest of the 100 U.S. Senators currently. Uh, bah, 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 highlighted that Feinstein's the oldest uh, member of the oldest Senate ever. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Now she gears up for a race that would keep her in office until the age of 91. And her biggest challenge may be to prove to voters that she hasn't lost a step or lost touch with Californians' values. There's, there's no way... That it's a positive, is it? That we have so many old people running government. It it, it only means that it's about, um, you know, the once you get in office, you can't get people out. Right, yeah. I think we ought to have a healthy mix of folks. If we've got, you know, some 
75-year-olds, and, and they're sharp, and they bring a perspective, and they life experience, wisdom, etc. I love that. I love only, that. Only, but it shouldn't be all of them. <laughs> only if for every 75-year-old, you have a 40-year-old. Right. Right. Or certainly a 45-year-old, please. But, you know, from a yeah. uh, non, uh, uh, you know, super left perspective, you're never going to do better than Diane Feinstein, California. No, 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 it's no, no. It's going to get worse. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're, if you lean right, yeah. You yeah. want Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Have a new study out that links ibuprofen to male infertility. God, that explains it. The study published. You got three kids. How many do you need? Yeah, more than that. Study published. I've been trying, trying like it. Oh, I've been trying. Study published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences says ibuprofen impacts young men's testicles negatively. The study found that the drug was taken in doses commonly used by athletes. A small sample of the young men developed a hormonal condition that usually starts in middle-aged men. Small ball syndrome. Yes, Advil, Motrin, and more. They are warning, 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 don't overdo it. I like things that impact my testes positively. (laughs) In general. And CBS has just announced Charlie Rose's replacement. Rose, you'll recall, was fired amid multiple sexual harassment allegations last year. I'm rooting for Bill Cosby. Alex Baldwin. (laughs) The network picking. No, not Oprah. It will be John Dickerson joining Nora O'Donnell and Gail King as the co-host of CBS This Morning. I like John Dickerson. Yep. Um, But so uh, over on NBC, they announced the the full-time replacement for Lauer, right? And it's going to be... Hoda. Hoda. Yeah. Ain't it? Yep. You got it. But she's getting much less money, which some people... Sexism, clearly. Yeah. Or she's more replaceable because she's not as well-known or popular. Yeah. It boggles my mind that there aren't more people that understand that. Matt Lauer got as much money as he got, not because he was a dude. It's because they thought if he went to ABC, it would devastate them that much money. Right. And since he left, their ratings have gone up. Speaking of Gail, he's a weasel. Speaking of Gail King, as we were just a moment ago, she is not just the co-host of CBS This Morning. She is Oprah's best friend. And as she was on the show this morning, she said she talked late into the night last night with Oprah. Came away from it downplaying any suggestion Winfrey might run for president. She's intrigued by the idea. I do think that. I also know that after years of watching the Oprah show, you always have the right to change your mind. I don't think at this point she is actually considering it. But listen, there are people who are who have said they want to be her campaign manager, who want to uh, quit their jobs and campaign for her. She loves this country and would like to be of service in some way. So there you go. She, I just wonder because I my, uh, she's given a number of interviews over the years yeah. where she says no way she'd ever run for office. Um, but if you had a bunch of people around you saying you could win, you could be president, wouldn't that get into your head? Well, especially if you hit her with two, three causes. You know, or two or three uh, effects she could have specifically. That would, uh, you know, really appeal to a person's conscience. But Trump. And their ego, obviously, mm-hmm. their sense of history. She's older than she was when she said, I'd never do it. Yeah, but Trump was the opposite. He had been talking about maybe being president for decades. Mm-hmm. He's just looking for the right time, whether right. or not he should do it. She, she is, she's hardcore against it, but I, I think she'd be really hard to beat. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably enough of that. Who wants to hear more of that? We've got quite a while. (laughs) Yeah, we got a long ways to go. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the voice of the West. Of course, and if you are Oprah, you're not going to be able to give a single interview, have a single conversation about anything from 
kitten adoption to, you know, your new project without people asking you about running for president. You know, that's a decent point. One reason she might come out and say, no, I'm not going to do it if she's not going to do it is she just can't run her business. Right. She can't do anything. Like I said, she wouldn't be able to have a meeting right. walk down the street. Mm-hmm. Oprah, you're running for president. God dang it. The talk radio host in me wants it so bad. The American in me thinks the idea of two celebrities running against each other is about as awful as I can imagine. Oh, my God. The petering out is coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The voice of the West. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, got it nailed down. You've got until wherever you live, whatever state you live in, you've got until October 2020 to get the real ID. Yeah. So the heat's off. Yeah. I'm going to calm down, not worry about it a lot since I got that long. Uh, I'm sure it'll all work its way out by then. Here is something that caught my eye 2017. Now they had to couch this, of course, uh, in the idea that. You're so stressed out because of Trump and feeling all down. Well, I'm not, and I'm not, but... Whatever happened to courage? Um, 2017 was probably the best year in human history. (laughs) And they go through a number of reasons why. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I saw this, yeah. A smaller share of the world's people were hungry, impoverished, or illiterate than any time in human history. Who could bring a child into this world? You do hear that sort of thing all the time. God, if you've ever uttered those words, please come to where I am and let me slap you. A smaller proportion of children died than ever before. The proportion disfigured by leprosy, blinded by diseases, uh, suffering from other ailments also fell. What about the percentage blinded by the light? Oh, by the way, um, it says here, we, we focus on things like plane crashes and forget all the people... Did you hear tr- tr- Trump taking credit for there were yes. no plane, no airline fatalities last year? Yes. Yes, I did. Because of his policies? <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, I saw a great joke on Twitter about that, but I can't remember what it was. Something to the effect of, nobody died of gas poisoning in my home either. Thank you, Mr. President, for your uh-huh. management of uh, the Federal uh, Energy Regulatory Commission. Um, every day, the number of people around the world living in extreme poverty goes down by 217,000. Every day? Every day. Wow. Every day, 325,000 more people gain access to electricity. Every day in the world. 325,000 and 300,000 gain access to clean drinking water around the world. Wow. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if you're one of those 300,000... You've been drinking the, the the icky water, and all of a sudden you got fresh water? That's everything to you. Everything. To your children. As recently as the 1960s, and always before that, obviously, the majority of humans on, on the planet were illiterate and lived in extreme poverty. So as recently as the 60s, that was true for over half the planet was illiterate and, and in extreme poverty. Wow. Isn't that something? Yikes. That's no longer true. Now fewer than 15% are illiterate, and fewer than 10% live in extreme poverty. In another 15 years, illiteracy and extreme poverty will be almost gone from the planet. After thousands of generations, they've pretty much disappeared on our watch. That's astounding. Illiteracy and extreme poverty. It is incredible. 
Just since 1990, the lives of more than 100 million children have been saved by vaccinations, diarrhea treatment, breastfeeding promotion, and a bunch of other simple stuff. 100 million kids lived since 1990. Isn't that amazing? Mm. That is a good way to look at it. I mean, that's, that doesn't matter as much if you live in America, because things have been pretty good for us for a very long time. Most people, yeah. Continue to be. But and sure. this this is all people? Or just kind yeah, of a... this for the state of the world. Everywhere around the world. People around the world. Around around the world. world. That's right, Dennis. I'm going to do one thing. Yep. Around the world. Of course, now, overpopulation is the problem. <laughs> Which is why we must colonize Mars. It doesn't seem to be hurting us, though. Not yet, anyway. I suppose we'll, we could reach a point where we have so many people on the planet that we start going backwards, like life expectancy is going backwards in the United States. Mm. But uh, I think we're a ways off. How about the pharmaceutical companies start shipping opioids over to Africa? Huh? Oh, you know what the there problem is going to be? Um, all these countries that are getting uh, Americanized food, Western food, right, and getting fat. Yeah, and and they're not um, they're not getting to gradually get into it like we did. No, it's just being dropped on them like a fat bomb, right? And people are uh, having a diabetes explosion in India. A variety fat of bomb, other the title on my new funk album, but uh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't happy with the mastering. It sounds a little thin. But back to you. What's that? <laughs> India. Oh yeah, fat, fat India. Explosion obesity over there. Crazy. Probably because, you know, they finally had an alternative to Indian food to eat. <laughs> and, uh, oh, thank God! <laughs> Something without curry! My wife loves Indian food, and that's like the only thing I can think of that I, I, that I pretty much universally don't like. There's some I can take. I've finally found some that I can take. There's a little bit that I like a little but the, the, it's it's never a boy. I can't wait, and she just loves it. I think it's her favorite. Yeah, God, some of the flavors and smells are just murr. Well, what, and, what's yeah, going I, on here? I had some Indian friends at one point, and uh, then they rejected me. Just so many people do. No, and, and you walked into their house, and it was like woo, curry, not staff either. The spice, mm, gotcha. And now, final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty on the Armstrong and Getty radio program. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Thank you. Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo today, Michael. All right. Today, uh, Jack talked about flying on a jet and how fancy it was. I'll take my childhood memories of sitting in the back of a pickup on scratchy hay thinking about America. There you go. (laughs) I'm Michelangelo. Yeah. Sounds like you're Toby Keith. A <laughs> hey, uh, positive Sean, your final thought. Yeah, it was a trick question earlier when you said you're a fan of hammer fighting. I said ball, peen, or claw. You said, well, it depends. I said, wrong. It's a trick question. The correct answer is sledgehammer. That's the only Sledge. way to go. <laughs> wow, that'd be a hell of a battle. I'm a little weedy for that. Uh, Marshall, final thought? Well, in the middle of all this rain, I'm going to climb up on a ladder and try and take a look at what's going on with my gutters. Because oh apparently they're overflowing. My neighbors informed me that mm. uh, we got problems. Get uh, your business, neighbors. Get to have, have a few drinks and get oh, up on yeah, that no, ladder. We get with almost, almost nobody gets hurt on a ladder. No, no especially <laughs> standing in the rain. Yeah. Uh, Jack, your final thought for us? Since I mentioned what a great year it was, I thought I'd hit you with this headline from USA Today. Slavery thriving in the United Kingdom. In Great Britain, slavery wow. is thriving, and nobody pays any attention to it. Mm, I think I know what neighborhoods, too. Yeah. Let's talk about that tomorrow. So, a uh, provocative note, I meant to talk about it earlier, but... So, you got to all your uh, uh, El Salvadoran people about to get shipped out. Everybody's action, acting all outraged. You know what program they're under? TPS. You know what the T stands for? Temporary. Temporary protected status. You know the so-called dreamers protected under DACA? You know what the D in DACA stands for? Deferred. 
deferred action. Not never any action, deferred. You can't scream, you gotta let them stay forever if they're in under temporary status. Or you gotta change the law, one or the other. So is anybody calling this new ID thing we're supposed to get, the mark of the beast? Or anything like that? It's inevitable. It's coming. Does that usually come up? President President Oprah will stop that from happening. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Mark of the beast for you! You get a mark of the beast. You get it. Uh, so many people thank. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Our contact info is there. Drop an email. Text us. Tweet at us. Huh? We get to do this tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Jungle by Lowe going down field. He's got a man open. Oh, my God. Touchdown. Alabama has won it. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.